Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited because today we have a very special guest on the show, and I have literally been thinking about bringing her on for the last couple of months. Uh, Leslie is such a beautiful person inside and out, and I've literally had the honor to just know her as lifelong friends, as sorority sisters, and as a client for like one of my longest term clients. So I'm so honored to have her on the show today for you to learn from her. And let me give you a little bit of background into Leslie's life. So Leslie, she is Dr. Leslie Salinas, and she is deeply passionate about families of color. As a Bay Area raised Peruvian immigrant, Leslie uses education as a tool to create and promote opportunities for families of color. Through her time studying at the University of California, Berkeley and University of San Francisco, she found her passion for educating and supporting the whole family unit. She recently finished her study focused on supports needed for newcomer students and completed her doctoral journey. Leslie is committed to using her knowledge and skills in support of families. By night, Leslie is a leadership coach that works with first-generation women of color to elevate their authentic leaders to elevate themselves and their impact. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. I am so honored to have you on the show today, Leslie. I'm so excited to be here. So exciting. Let's get into the interview. All righty. So tell us, Leslie, this is going to be a little conversational. We really just want to get to know your story, how you started your coaching business, what led you to starting, what inspired you to be a coach, what inspired you to join online coaching to begin with and work with Liz. (laughs) Tell us, tell us everything. Yes. So I had been following you for a very, very long time before you started your own coaching business. And as you transitioned your messaging, right, and got really clear on who you were speaking to, a lot of it was things I, I could see for myself, right? I related to the content. I related to constantly. I remember one of your posts being around, like, are you always that friend people go to for advice? And like, what does that say about you and how people see you and all these things, right? And I think at that time, I was kind of like the matchmaker around jobs, right? People were coming to me about helping them find jobs that I felt like they would be good for, that they could, you know, apply for and whatnot. And a lot of times I was like pushing people to apply for jobs that they themselves didn't see themselves qualified for. And I enjoyed that, right? So when you reached out to me and was like, hey, you want to hop on a call about, you know, this coaching program that I'm running? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll hop on a call. But I think internally I had all these thoughts that, you know, you speak so well to all the time around, like, I don't have time, right? Like, I have all these other things going on. I have a million ideas of things I want to do with my life, right? Getting a doctorate, right? I have a study to run. I run our sorority, right? Like, there were so many things that were kind of in the way. But the more and more I, like, 
got clear on like, I am that person for people, right? I, I am currently being seen as this person of support and that people trust, right? And I think that was like a very shifting moment for me of like, I already have built trust with a lot of people. And that that was something that was, it's harder to build a coaching business from ground zero without having trust in the community. But that was, and I feel like that's a big part of what you need in the work, that I already had that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you said, because I will never forget our call. I remember you were like, I don't know, sis, I don't know if I could do this. I'm like active in national council. Like I have all of these things outside of work and I'm, you know, work on my PhD. There's just so much on my plate right now. I literally do not have time. And I think on the call, we're like, okay, let's look at your time. What can you like, what can you say no to? How can we start setting boundaries since now? Right. And we came up with a plan. And I think your story is just such a great example of what is possible. And also like sometimes how in our minds, like our thoughts will really convince us that we really don't have time. So the fact that you let yourself just sit and look at literally your calendar to look at like, do I have the time? And you allowed yourself to question that. It's just so amazing to see because you realize like that, even just that moment alone helped you in so many different areas of your life. And I know that's something that people would always come to you for. I was like, girl, we are not giving away your services for free anymore because you're getting people hired left and right. And it's amazing to help. But this is literally something that's your gift. And just because it comes easy to you doesn't mean that you shouldn't be charging for it. So thank you so much for sharing that snippet with us, because I'm sure so many of our listeners can relate to that. Yeah. And I think the other piece as to like, to answer the full question as to why I decided to start a coaching business was because a couple weeks before you reached out to me, I actually had gotten an executive coach and I saw firsthand what having a coach could do to you and to your mind. And I was like, oh, yes, like everybody needs a coach in their life, any kind of coach. That's right. Absolutely. That's true. I do remember you telling me, actually, I just started working with a coach. And how interesting is it that your mind also went to, like, it's amazing. I know that everybody needs a coach in their lives. When anybody else, Leslie, would have said, oh, I'm already working with a coach. Like, I'm not going to work with another coach, right? So the fact that you you went there, you were like, wait, no, I want to be supported in different areas. So I know that this is something that I could use support around. So I love that you mentioned that. And, you know, I do remember, too, that there was a period of time where you were trying to identify, like, what type of coach you wanted to be, who it was that you wanted to serve, and even just allowing yourself to have that opportunity to explore. And I'm sure we're going to dive deeper into that, like, in the following questions, but or just, like, throughout our conversation. But I just think it's so beautiful to see how you grew so much, even from the moment where you started every single month was different. Like every single month you were learning something new and you were letting yourself just emerge yourself in your journey as a coach. So it was just so beautiful to see. And I'm just so glad that I got to guide you through that process. It was so amazing. You already know I have amazing, incredible things to say about you. So <laughs> we'll leave it for the next question. So tell us, where were you at when you started? You touched a little bit more on this in the previous question, but where were you at before you started your coaching business? Yeah, so I was a business manager by day at a charter school that was going through some really interesting transitions. We were coming into a very different kind of school system from a charter school to a district program. 
and just helping navigate a lot of change, right? So through the day, I was navigating a lot of change for a lot of different people, including families and students and staff. I was not currently taking classes, but I was finishing my dissertation. I was also part of this fellowship program where I got the executive coach from, and I was still serving on the National Council of our sorority. So I had a lot of different things going on. I think all of those things also kind of helped me develop the coach that I am because I understand that like people are in different seasons of their lives. Absolutely. Something really important that I think we haven't even mentioned is the fact that you launched your coaching business in like your second to last year of your PhD program, but also in the pandemic, which is freaking crazy because you were getting pulled in all of these directions, not just in the different roles you had outside of work, but even within your own role at work. And everything that did to the community, the impact it had on you. And I do think it's important to like mention that on top of all of these layers of like just time, right? Like in starting and thinking about starting on top of that, we were also in the middle of a pandemic still. So I definitely wanted to highlight that. And tell me, Leslie, what was your process like when it came to like taking the leap and deciding and actually just starting? Well, I think I started with like one taking the call and then saying yes on that call, right? Of like, you know, and I actually don't even think I said yes on that call. I said, I'm going to tell you by tomorrow, right? And I think a lot of that processing for me was like, it's an investment, but it's not just a financial investment, right? Because I had already learned how, what it was to work with a coach, right? I knew that in order for a coaching relationship to work is that you also have to put in the time. Right. And so for me, it was debating whether it's like, do I have the mental capacity to devote to this the way that I want it to? Right. And I think one of the things that for me was like that moment where I was like, no, I just have to do it now was three months from now when, quote unquote, I have more time. Am I going to be like, oh, man, I should have done that three months ago now. Right. And I think it's a very much like sometimes a trauma response, right, of like, I'd rather do it now rather than the fear of like, you know, am I going to regret this later? Absolutely. And I think you speak to such an important point, too. It's like asking ourselves these really powerful questions is so important in our own process and deciding to do something that maybe is going to really stretch us out of our comfort zone that we can't quite like see as a tangible vision yet. But it, sometimes it is a trauma response, right? Like, and trauma responses impact you in so many different ways. I actually have an episode on that. I think it's like episode three or something. So if you haven't listened to that yet, refer back to that episode. I dive so much deeper into trauma responses that impact you as you're starting your coaching business and throughout your whole entire coaching business. And I know that that was one of the biggest challenges. It's like figuring that piece out. So is there any other challenges that you felt like came up for you in that process of making your decision? I think through the journey of the first couple of months, there were so many transitions in my life, period, right? Like I launched Unlock Your Inner Leader literally four days before I graduated. And I decided, and it was like maybe two, three weeks before the school year ended, right? So there was this time where I was like, I'm committed to showing up, but the showing up looked different. The way I could show up at different times in my life half looked different. Right. And having to self-coach and use the tools that I've been taught and that I've been able to like work with. Right. To be like, it's OK, because 
I still, you know, I'm able to provide the services I provide even when I don't show up consistently per se. If you feel seen by this podcast episode and this podcast show in general, and you know that you've been wanting to start your coaching business and start booking your first four-figure clients, I invite you to apply for my group coaching program, Align Coaching, that will be opening up for enrollment October 31st. So if you've been sitting with the idea of starting your coaching business, you won't want to miss this round because it is the last round that will be opening up for enrollment in this year, 2022. And I want to make sure to support you. So get ready, save the date. I will be opening up my calendar for you to schedule a consultation call with me so that I can hear a little bit more about where you are and see how I can support you. Enrollment does close on November 11th, so do not wait until the last minute and make sure that you schedule your call with me because this program will sell out. You can find this link to schedule your call with me in the show notes of this episode. Now let's get back into the episode. Absolutely. And there's so much in what you just mentioned, right? The peace and the difference between consistency because so many coaches out there, so many people think like, oh my God, I have to be super consistent all the time. But how do you define consistency, right? In this phase, I know my philosophy is like your consistency should be in your belief, right? Your belief in your ability, even on the days where you don't make an offer, where you don't show up for your online community, right? You're still in the belief of like, it's okay if I don't show up today. I had a really bad day at work. I had a really challenging week. I need mental space for myself. I'm going to honor my timeline but I know who I am. Like, right. I know I'm the CEO of my business. I know I'm still serving my clients. I know I'm still showing up for my community in some way, shape or form. I love that you bring that up because there's this misconception around this idea of I have to show up every single day or else I'm a failure. And then we lean on shame or else we make it mean something about us or something about the business that we're trying to build and grow. So I love that you mentioned that. And I know that you were also such a great example of what it looks like to honor your own timeline and your own process. And for you to define like, you know what, I know I'm still going to show up. I know I'm still doing the work. Maybe my work looks different this week. Maybe my work is more behind the scenes. And you really honored that. And I know we're going to get to that part, but I just, I think so much about the time where you were like, you know what, I realized that during the school year, I am only offering one-on-one coaching and I'm only going to be launching my group when I'm off the school year. And that was such a boss CEO move to make. Um, And again, I know we're going to dive into this like as a conversation evolves, but it's such an important example of, uh, again, how you honored your own timeline and you really just like grounded yourself in trusting your decisions and trusting yourself more than anything and not comparing yourself to other people on social media, because I know that's another huge one too. So tell us, Leslie, what was your process in becoming a leadership coach? Because I know you started as a career coach, right? And you've done a lot of work around really getting clear with who it is that you're serving, especially being a full-time employee, being in a doctoral program at the same time as you were building your business. Did you always think this was going to be possible to do? So how did I like end up becoming a leadership coach was when when I was giving people jobs to apply to what it always came down to was coaching people through like their own belief that they were capable of doing that job. Right. And then when I realized I was like, oh, it's actually that people don't see themselves as the leader that they are. 
or that they have the skills of leadership development already inherited in them through like their own like lived experience and that that's where the coaching needed to be. The coaching didn't need to be about how you apply for a job and how do you level up. It was about people needing to learn technical skills of just being effective leaders, but also the mind shift of like, oh, I am a leader and I do have these skills to offer to anybody. And anybody who hires me is going to get a great deal. Then I realized, you know, as I started coaching people through career stuff, that that's really not what I was trying to coach them with, that I was really trying to coach them on their mindset about how they saw themselves. And I think there was a time where I was like, how do I like I have a bunch of books on leadership and how do you develop like effective leadership practices? How does that look like? Right. And I felt like for a long time, I, you know, I have a master's in leadership studies. So for a long time, I was like, how do I tell my people how to do this? Because not all my people are going to go to grad school for this thing or not all my people are going to have access to these books or even understand how this applies to real life. Right. And so I think for me, what was really important was that, like, I didn't know that how I would get it to the people, but I always envisioned that, like, there was a way to get these nuggets of, like, effective leadership out to a wider community that didn't necessarily have to go to grad school for. I love that so, so much because, again, it's like you're bridging a gap that you knew that existed. And again, you speak to the idea of, like, so many new coaches believe or when they're thinking about getting started, they believe they have to figure out like who it is that they want to serve, how they're going to serve them. And that's going to be who they serve forever. Right. Again, this is such an example of you letting yourself explore, test, try, put your work out there and get clear and clear with who it was that you wanted to serve. And the process isn't linear. Like I started as a general life coach and here I am being an identity and business coach now. Right. The process gets to be a journey that you enjoy. Will you have your hard days? Of course, right? But as Leslie shared, you know, she gave herself the space to try career coaching. She realized through that, like, you know, this goes deeper than career coaching. I'm serving in it within a different layer all around. So I just love that you just highlighted that because, again, it is so important for people to hear. And did you think it was going to be possible to do? I think I knew that there was a way to do it. I didn't know that coaching would be the way to do it, right? And I think once I got clear on being a leadership coach, and I know this is going to go into, I think, in a couple of questions, right? Like, and then once I saw that the frameworks that I created worked without me in the room, getting people six figures, right? Getting people to change jobs, right? And getting people to where they needed to level up, I think was like just that moment of like, the tools worked and this was the way that four years ago, two years ago, right? I didn't know the how, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So, so good. Ah, oh, so, so good. And I can't wait for, to get to that part. I can't wait. But ooh, listeners, you're not even ready to hear about Leslie's wins and all of the things that came from this experience. But before we get there, we're, we're starting to get into it. Tell us, Leslie, what came up for you when you booked your first four-figure client? What was that process for you and what shifted for you in your mind and in your perspective when that happened? I remember my first four-figure client, you know, having a clarity call, right? And then, you know, working through the process and just really trying to, you know, two years ago, me, I would have been like, yeah, it's okay if you can't pay, right? And just really having to coach myself in the moment of like not giving in essentially, right? 
because I think like and speaking really to the fears of the person on the call, right? And when that person actually didn't have any financial hesitations, I was taken back because I was like, whoa, like this, like people would pay for this, right? And not only is it that people would pay for the service, but people would pay me for the service. And it was like a real thing in my head of like making sure that then I was like, I think I went back to that trust thing, right? People are trusting me with their money. And that speaks volumes of like who they see me as. I've done this work to be like this expert in the field, right? Of like, this is the work I've done. It was the the validation of the people, right? That I was like, oh, actually, I'm actually seen this way. It's not just in my head. Absolutely. And it's like in that moment, I asked you specifically that question because there's actually research that shows that once women of color or first-gen Latinas or just like Latinas in general in entrepreneurship get their first four-figure client, something just clicks in their brain, right? Like something, a switch just goes on and you see the possibilities of what's possible. It's like now that tangible proof and like evidence of what you can create because you created that, right? And it's so easy for, you know, thoughts around like, oh, I got lucky to come up or like, oh, it's just this one client. Will another one sign with me, right? Will I be able to book another one? It's just such an interesting process for us, but it does shift so much. I know for in your case specifically, you absolutely love your nine to five, but for the clients that love their nine to five, but are working towards leaving for them, it's like, oh my God, they start to see a possibility for you. It's a little different, right? For you, it's like, I see my business as something else I'm doing outside of my career And how awesome is it that like, it can bring this extra cash flow, right? So I love what you shared around just your perspective. Anything else that you would like to add on like what that process brought up for you? I think that process also one of the things that it brought up for me, right? Or what else it brought up for me was the idea of like being the example that I coach people through, right? So, and I know this isn't about the content of what my program serves, right? But one of one of the components of my program is negotiations. And I made sure that like for me, I was like, I don't want to negotiate with anybody. And negotiations are great. And I'm skilled at being able to support people through negotiations. Right. And giving a framework for negotiations. But this was not a place that like I was not negotiating. That is so, so good because I do remember coaching you on that and you were like, I want people that are ready. I'm not coming here to convince anybody. And I do remember I coached you on that because I was like, okay, let's see where your energy is coming from because it might be that, you know, we just like, we feel uncomfortable with objections, right? Doesn't necessarily mean we're negotiating and bringing down our prices or increasing them or like at the ad, right? Like that's a really common term in um, Latin America, but You know, I love that you mentioned that because it's like, yes, learning how to honor your price and how to like unlearn the negotiation piece that like you're, you know, you worked so hard to develop in your professional career and not bringing it into your business and seeing it as a completely different place and setting. So I love that you mentioned that too. So, so good. Now we're getting into all the wins. So tell us, what are you the most proud of creating in your entrepreneurship journey this far, Leslie? There's a couple of things. The first one I can think of is just the results my clients from the first round of Unlock Your Inner Leader were able to achieve, right, within 12-week program, right? So we spent three months together 
going through different modules around, you know, leadership development, leadership practices, negotiations, right? And really end with like goal setting and thinking about the next six or nine months in the year. And I think when we really hit that one year mark and we looked back, I was like, whoa, like, you know, one of them was able to use the negotiation framework that was part of Unlock Your Inner Leader to leave her job that she realized she there was no more opportunities for growth for her within that organization and actually land a six-figure job. I think of my current roommate, she had a lot of different goals, like personal and professional because of the leader. Like as you elevate your own professional career, you also elevate your life. And so she had both personal and professional goals that she was working on and elevating. And like she's been able to achieve so much in that year, right? So client wins, I think for me, are very, I think that I hold dear because again, it's not just the coaching process, but the frameworks that I've created that actually have yield results, right? And I love creating things, as you know, Liz. And I think personally, right, I think there's a lot of things that I'm proud of myself for. One of them that Liz loves to talk about is how I turned down a six-figure job and actually told them I was a coach and they could book a call on this website because it was a job that was not paying what the job was worth. And they essentially wanted me to coach 14 people. And I was like, yeah, no, thank you. But I'm flattered that you reached out. And I think just the life that I've been able to create for myself, I think a lot of like when I mentioned as a leader, right, as you scale up your job and your career, your lifestyle scales up. And I think the one, the confidence, the ease and like the true mirror that had that was lifted for me in doing aligned coaching and this fellowship I did at the same time really allowed me to see myself in a different light that have opened so many opportunities for me. And I think for me, like, even though it's my own growth, right, like that is part of this journey as an entrepreneur that is so important for me. I'm going to, I'm over here trying not to cry as you're talking because I get so emotional because I've seen Leslie go through this growth. And as a coach, you know, yourself with your own clients, right? Like when that client landed her six figure job and you realize like you had a tiny little like granito de arena that was a part of her story, right? It, it is just so beautiful to see your clients blossom because you always ultimately knew like you could see this higher version of them even when they couldn't see it themselves yet. And you know, I think what really comes up with you just sharing these wins is like, I love that you identified like your client results, really that like one piece that I also want to highlight is that like these clients receive these results after having like necessarily not having necessarily had Leslie there. It all happened through the curriculum that Leslie created for them, right? So yes, she coached them, but clients were reaching these incredible results with just the curriculum alone. So now imagine what it's like to be coached by her. FYI, just saying for our listeners today, you really spoke to such a key piece, which was just the way you viewed yourself, right? The way you viewed your capabilities, the way you viewed yourself and you loved that person in the mirror that you saw every day, even more on a deeper level, more connected level, your lifestyle, just upgrade overall, letting yourself receive Letting yourself like move into your beautiful apartment that you live at now that gives you so much peace and you feel so much more grounded in and safe in 
right? Like the fact that you turned down that freaking six-figure job that I do love talking about because it was huge for her going from a place where, you know, she didn't want to charge for her services to going to a place to like literally offering her coaching services instead of taking on this job role. It was just such a boss move. And among so many other boss moves that she is, you know, working towards that when she's ready to share, we will announce to the public, but she's working on some incredible projects. And I just, I'm so, so honored to, to see her, her journey unfold. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be seeing you on TV one day and you're going to be doing all of the things. I'm just so honored to have seen your growth, Leslie. And this is just the beginning of so much more that you're going to be creating in your entrepreneurship life, your professional life, and your personal life. And it's just been so beautiful to see. So with that, I'm kind of bringing our interview to a close today. And I want to know a little bit more before we end today about what are some of the words that you would say to someone that is wanting to start their business, but is doubting themselves due to not having enough time? I think, and as somebody who thought that, right? There is time, right? And I think it's about in your priorities and the things that you're committed to, like where does this fall? If you look back three months from now, is this something you're going to regret not having started? Because I know for me, that was that key shift of like, if I look back three months from now, six months from now, right, I'm going to be upset at myself for not have started this because I do have the time. It's just about where in the priority list was that in this moment. Absolutely. So, so good. So good. And I wanted to make sure to ask that question because I know so many people have that thought, including myself. It took me five years to get started because there was always something that I was working on next. So if you know that this is you, take Leslie's advice. We would love to have you inside of Blind Coaching. (laughs) And to wrap it up today, Leslie, I want you to tell us about your services, where people can find you. Tell us what you're up to. Yes. So like Liz mentioned earlier, during the academic school year, I only offer one-on-one coaching. And so currently I am taking one-on-one coaching clients and we go through where you are as a leader and where you want to be in three months. And there are frameworks and curriculum and all the things and resources available for that. And then in the summer, I provide Unlock Your Inner Leader, which is a six weeks now program that basically goes from mindset work to goal setting. And in between, you get a lot of technical skills like negotiations, boundary setting, and leadership practices. Beautiful. And you can find her on Instagram. She has a beautiful website too. So once you click the link in her bio, you can definitely check out her website with all of her services. Her consultation calls will also be available there. And you can also find Leslie in our show notes. So there will be links directly linked to her Instagram account and her website. So that if you know that you need a leadership coach in your life right now, you hire her because she is freaking incredible. As you can tell from her story and just her background and everything she shared with us today. Leslie, I am so honored to have had you on the show today. I know our listeners are going to take so much away from this call and this interview and just this episode in general. I'm just, again, so honored to have had you and for you to have shared the space with us today. For you sharing your story, your experience, and all of your wisdom and everything that you're up to, because again, like your gifts are a gift to the world and they need to hear it. So I'm just so proud of you and thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me, Liz. As always, it's been a pleasure. 
If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Life with Liz. That is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí and I'll see you in the next episode.